In the hearing of God's Word, people can interpret things very differently. There's a very uh, impressive example of this in John 12, where you will find that the Father spoke from heaven, and there were some people who said, it thundered. Others, they said that an angel had spoke. But in reality, it was the Father himself that spoke. Now, what you take out of God's Word, not just me preaching, but your own Bible reading and your own thoughts upon that message, will determine the person you are. The cult mind who's warped will take a totally different meaning. The person that's raised in formalism will see no power in the Word. But the person that's born again, and the Holy Spirit is living in them, and that Word comes alive, it will minister grace, joy, and peace. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak, and today we turn to the story of Mary and Martha the home where Jesus loved to visit. Mary and Martha were sisters dwelling together, and when Jesus came, it was a happy hour. But they had two different roles. One seemed to be the practical. The other, well, she just loved to sit at Jesus' feet and hear his word. Which are you? Are you a Mary or a Martha? Are you the practical one or do you delight to sit at Jesus' feet? Sometimes Martha gets a bad rap because she, well, we read of her being cumbered and filled with care about things. Well, I know many, many good godly women just like Martha, and that seems to be their way. So I trust that many women listening in today will be very blessed through God's Word. We have a few stories at the end of our program on women who have been great blessings, and the tributes that are paid to them. Sometimes we wish when we're at a funeral that the people who have just passed away and gone on to glory, that they could hear the tributes that are made toward them. But it always seems that when life is over that the nice things are said. Mother's Day is an opportunity to say the nice things while they're with us. Make sure to do that. So stay tuned now as we let the Bible speak on Mary and Martha. We also want to commend Mary here for her discipline. Uh, that was Martha's problem. She was troubled in mind. She was torn in mind. She, was, she had uh, the Lord's pr prophetic words mixed up with her pots in her mind. She was burdened with those things about serving. But Mary, well, she had discipline just to listen, to listen to the Word of God. And there is need for discipline in listening, just as there is in preaching. I don't know if you understand anything. Have you ever tried to present uh, a message or a sermon? It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. And then there's the joy of coming to actually deliver that message. And we have to be sure that we've got our things lined up and that we're not repeating ourselves and we're not just going over old ground and coming with a boring presentation. And so we want to make sure that we're delivering that message with interest and zeal. 
But just as there's a discipline for the preacher, there's also a discipline for the hearer of the Lord's Word. Now, the merry Christian will listen with both ears and with a full heart. You'll not be thinking about your oven, your unwashed dishes, and who might be coming over after church. You will, and I've probably allowed temptation to enter your mind just by mentioning those things right now. But you will say, Lord, is there a word for me today? Make sure I don't miss it. I'm a needy soul. I need the Lord to minister to my heart. I want to go away full, not hungry. I want to go home with something from God for my soul. And so there is a keenness to the listening of God's Word. The Lord Jesus didn't say for nothing, if any man hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now, we all have ears, but it's what we do with those ears to hear God's Word. Is there an interest? Is there a discipline? You remember the four types of soil? Uh, the parable of the sower sowing on different types of soil? Well, the Lord laid the responsibility for hearing upon the hearer. And some are like the wayside. The seed doesn't get in at all. Some are like the stony ground, that there's nothing there for that seed to, to germinate. Some are like the thorns that are choked by the cares of this world and the riches of this world. Some, the seed falls on good ground. That's the, the ground there the hearer receives the word and is blessed. The ability to listen and process the message of God's Word will not only tell you a lot about the message, but it will tell you a lot about the hearer. The one who can't abide it, what kind of soil are you? The one who allows it to be choked by other things, what kind of a hearer are you? The one who allows that seed into a a well-prepared heart. That's surely the Mary. George Morrison, and I'm fond of his devotionals, but for May 6th, that was just Friday, he happened to be speaking on this. The same thing is always happening in the hearing of the gospel message. A hearer's judgment of a gospel sermon is really the judgment itself. What? Think ye of the Lord's Word. Do you have time for it? Now, in the hearing of God's Word, people can interpret things very differently. There's a very uh, impressive example of this in John 12, where you will find that the Father spoke from heaven, and there were some people who said, it thundered. Others, they said, that an angel had spoke. But in reality, it was the Father himself that spoke. Now, what you take out of God's Word, not just me preaching, but your own Bible reading and your own thoughts upon that message will determine the person you are. The cult mind who's warped will take a totally different meaning. The person that's raised in formalism will see no power in the Word. But the person that's born again and the Holy Spirit is living in them, and that Word comes alive, it will minister grace, joy, and peace. And so that Word really 
is a characterization of the person. Now, distraction often comes from legitimate things, as it did for Martha. At some point, while she was sitting with Mary, the both of them were sitting listening to the Savior's words, at some point her mind wandered, and her mind got onto the things that she needed to do. She said, this can't last for long. I've got to be thinking about serving. And she immediately took into that. Now, there's nothing wrong with preparing food and a meal for your guests. It's all legitimate. It's all very good. There's nothing sinful in it, nothing worldly in it, but it's the very thing that even the devil can use to distract you from the one thing that is needful. And there lies the danger that we all face. We allow legitimate things, things that we can justify, things that we can say are, no, are not harmful in themselves. But if we do not prioritize our right, then we end up losing and being distracted and torn away. I want to read to you what J.C. Ryle said about this. He said, the fault of Martha should be the perpetual warning to all Christians. If we desire to grow in grace and to enjoy soul prosperity, we must be aware of the cares of this world. Except we watch and pray, they will insensibly eat up our spirituality and bring leanness into our souls. There's something to guard. And there are Marthas that have that tendency, and they all the more need to guard. Now you say, well, what are you thinking of in all of this? Well, there's the entertainment of frequent company. And sometimes we put so much effort into entertaining that we end up losing the blessing of sitting at the Savior's feet. And we need God's company. Then there's physical exercise and that gym pass that you just bought. How much did you pay for it? Some gym passes are not cheap. If you go to the classy gym, well, they can be expensive. And you said, well, I've paid all this money and I've got to go. And that really puts you on the rush. And by the time you've done that workout and you come back and get yourself uh, ready for work or ready for the day, well, that opportunity to meet with the Lord is gone. It's legitimate. It's something that some of us should be doing. But if we don't get our priority right, it can eat up all of that time. And after all, the Bible says that bodily exercise profiteth little. It's just temporary. You might lose a few pounds and put on some muscle this year, but it all could be undone next year. But your time with the Lord, that's eternal time. That's time that will stand you for eternity. Now, and the question then becomes, what is better? What is better? Mary chose the good part. What is better? Well, life is made up of priorities. We can't possibly do everything. Just can't do it. You can't do every possible thing that's out there. And so as a Christian, as one who wants to have the testimony of a woman of the Word— you need to get your priority in order. Let me give you a little quote again for J.C. Ryle on this. He said, Let us mentally write poison 
on all temporal good things. Used in moderation, they are blessings for which we ought to be thankful. Permitted to fill our minds and trample upon holy things, they become an inevitable curse. So there's balance, and we need to get our priority right. Mary did that. She didn't allow the pots and pans to steal her time sitting at Jesus' feet. Can you do that? Can that discipline be exercised in your own life? We are followers of Christ and disciples of Him, and so we ought to be disciples even in those devotional times. Now, the third thing I notice here is her defense. The Lord came to Mary's defense. Because you remember Martha, she was busy serving, cumbered about many things, and she said to the Lord, Dost thou not care that Mary is sitting there and she's not helping? And the Lord defended her. And I want just to think about this defense. Mary had the right priority, the one thing needful, and that was to feed her soul, to learn of the Savior. And she got it right. And the Lord defended her. The Lord defended her. The second thing is, the Lord defended Mary from Martha's complaints. And indeed, there's a little sting in this, because Martha was saying, Lord, do you not care? So not only had she a complaint against Mary, but she was saying to the Lord, Lord, you're keeping her sitting there. You just keep talking, and you keep on teaching her. And you perhaps are as if you don't care that Mary should be in here helping me. And so the Lord began to defend Mary, and in doing so, defending himself. And the Lord, of course, was the tender, tender shepherd, and he guards against criticism. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that as the longer I go on in the Christian life, the more criticism hurts the more tender we come to the voice of criticism. And when people take offense at our ways, it really disturbs. And how wonderful to know that the Lord Jesus stepped in here, and he said to her, Martha, Martha. And you can hear the gentle shepherd speaking here. He didn't cut her off. He didn't drive her out. He reasoned with her. Martha, Martha. He spoke in those terms of persuasion that he might calm her down and stir her heart aright. And then the Lord stated that that good part will not be taken away from her. Martha, I don't want Mary in the kitchen. I don't want her to be like you right now. I want her to enjoy this moment. And the Lord defended her right at that very time. And you'll notice that the Lord said in closing here, One thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I want to close with those thoughts. When you are born again, when you are a woman of the Word, when you are living, desiring communion and fellowship with the Lord Jesus, there are many things that you will not lose. Well, you will not lose the joy of the gospel. It will not be taken from you, because feeding on the Lord's Word builds your faith and builds your assurance and gives you confidence that the Lord is yours and you are His. It is that very thing that 
that causes the, the Spirit of God to minister to you. The hope of the gospel will not be taken away. The Holy Spirit shall not be taken away from you. But Martha in the kitchen, she's in danger of losing or grieving the Spirit of God. This is a life's opportunity for her. The Son of God has come to her home. He's in the frame of mind to teach and share the Word. And she's troubled about many things. Should that not grieve the Spirit of God and cause our own heart to shrivel? Martha! Martha! What are you doing? But that will not be taken away from Mary. And Christian mothers, wives, and girls, I then plead with you to enjoy the Lord. That's what this is all about, just enjoying the Lord. And that's what Christian living is, enjoying the Lord. It's not about accomplishing great things. It's not about doing more than someone else. It's not about having a reputation of high efficiency. It's about sitting at the Savior's feet. And it does take discipline. It does take time. But we want women in this church who are oozing in the sweetness of Christ. I chose those words carefully. We want women in this church who are oozing with the sweetness of Christ. I know women like that, and that's my best description of them. They just ooze the sweetness of the Lord. Doesn't matter when you visit. Doesn't matter when you talk to them. Doesn't matter what time of day or when you approach them. They're just enjoying the sweetness of the Lord. And that's amazing. And we want every Christian woman to have that. And whatever it is is spoiling that for you, will you deal with it? Will you take the steps that will put it right? Will you hear the Lord saying to you, Martha, Martha, stop. Just come and sit at the Savior's feet. And women, you may have the opportunity for prayer that men don't. In most cases, men have to put bread on the table. They have to commute, do long days. In many cases, women are not in that situation. And you have time for the Word. And the best thing that can happen men in this church is to have wives whose hearts are on fire with the love of the Savior. We don't want to come home in the evening to women who are bitter. We don't want to have women who feel defeated. We don't want to have women who are just empty-hearted and discouraged. We want to have wives that are full of the joy of the Lord and enjoying their day in those opportunities that they've had with the Lord. And not every day is going to be the same. But if you get the reputation and your husband's coming home and all he can think on the drive home, oh boy, what mood's my wife going to be when I get home? I can't imagine just the, the, the spirit that she's going to be in, the grumbling that's going to be in her heart. And she's grumbling at you because she's got no one else to grumble at. No one else will keep company with her. And so you're the one that has to bear the brunt of it. What a miserable thing it is. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. But if you find a grumbling wife, you haven't. But if you find a Christian wife who's enjoying her Lord, if you marry a, Mar a Mary, my, it'll be a sweet fellowship. There'll be joy in that home. Your wife will be a woman of the Word. She will have chosen the good part. And there might be a burnt pot on the stove, but there will be a fire in your wife's heart. That, that's, the, that's the joy. And so let these practical things minister to your heart today. Be a woman of the Word. 
Whatever, whatever it takes just to spend that time with your Lord, to do it daily, and that's the secret, do it daily. Just don't do it haphazardly. Discipline, set a time, do it, do it, do it, do it daily. Let the Lord minister to you. And as you sit at his feet, he'll change you. And he'll bring a sweetness and a joy into your soul that will be blessed. That's my prayer for every mother, every woman on this Mother's Day. I pray it'll be answered in each one here today. Giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. Who added affliction, he addeth his mercy. Who multiplied trials. His multiplied peace. His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary known unto man. For out of his infinite Riches in Jesus He giveth and giveth and giveth Our store of endurance When our strength is failed Ere the day is half done When we reach the end Of our hoarded resources Our Father's full giving You're listening to Let the Bible Speak, and today we're just thinking about mothers. Mother's Day is coming up, and we're thinking about the value of a mother. I read here of a little girl in an orphan's home, and it was observed that she never cried. One day, one of the matrons asked her, Why do you not cry? I have never seen you cry. The little girl replied, I have no one to cry to since Mama died. It was a glorious thing for every Christian that Christ said, Lo, I am with you alway, meaning every day under all circumstances. The Christian can cry to him, call upon him, 
trust in him and share with him whatever joys come into life. There's another famous poem that reads, The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Let me read that to you. They say that man is mighty, he governs land and sea, he wields a mighty scepter and lower powers than he. But mightier power and stronger man from his throne has hurled, for the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. S.D. Gordon wrote of what it costs to be a mother. A woman was calling on a friend whose children were brought in. The caller said, evidently, with no thought of the meaning of her words, Oh, I'd give my life to have two such children. To which the mother, with subdued earnestness, replied, That's exactly what it costs. Let me read to you here about a mother's prayers. For many years, the mother of Tom Carter prayed that God would save her boy and make a preacher out of him. Her boy was a wicked sinner. He landed in prison, but the mother still prayed for him. Believing that God would answer her prayers, one day she received a telegram from the prison saying that her son was dead. The mother was stunned for a few minutes. Then she went to her room There she prayed with her open Bible before her. She said to the Lord, O God, I have believed the promises thou didst give me in thy word. I have believed that I would live to see Tom saved and preaching the gospel. Now a telegram says he is dead. Lord, which is true, this telegram or thy word? She rose from her knees and wired the prison. There must be some mistake. My boy is not dead. And there was a mistake. Tom Carter was alive. Not long afterward, he was saved. When he was released from prison, he became a mighty soul winner and preacher. Well, what a wonderful thing to have mothers who know God, who pray, a praying mother. What a blessing. What a benefit. And as we remember mothers, uh, let us exhort mothers today to engage in the power of prayer. Become a, a praying mother and a prayer warrior for your husband, your children, your home, and for the nation. Yes, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that changes the very world. And I trust that By God's grace, you will see your children walk with God, serve the Lord, and live for his glory. Surely that ought to be the burden of every mother. Thank you, mothers, for what you do. Thank you, mothers, for your perseverance, your devotion, your sacrifice, and for your godly walk. God bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and... You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.lt. 
tbs.ca, CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast, and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak.